Okay, welcome to the March 2023 hot seat copy review call after a little bit of a false start, you know, that those of you on the recording are missing. But hey, this is live and that's what happens sometimes. We have four pieces of copy to review here. So we're going to go ahead and dive in pretty quickly. I'm going to share my screen and... I'm going to invite you to talk, Will, while I look at the uh, the submission that you have here. Okay, um, so the comment was that this was initially submitted to a different uh, financial publisher, and basically it didn't move forward. And at this point, you're looking at possibly offering it to a, some other uh, financial publisher. Will, welcome. Hello. Hey. Um, so is there any more to the story that you want to share or do we just want to dive in uh, regarding this? Um, no, there's really not too much more. Uh, I, you know, I had worked for with Weiss, uh, but they uh, went all in house. So I, uh, I, I'm not working for them presently. Okay. Um, well, that sounds good. Uh, well, I don't know that that sounds good, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like it gives us the context to be able to submit this or to be able to discuss this. So let's see. Urgent warning from America's premier financial research institution, War Convergence. Events in Afghanistan, Ukraine exposed to soft underbelly in America's economy. Take the following six steps now to safeguard your wealth and secure your posterity. Uh so this is very much like a, a geopolitical, um, I imagine it's it's a little bit bearish as far as it goes. It's it it follows falls under the um it falls under the um prepper, essentially financial prepper uh style of investment newsletters, which arguably, arguably lead to some of the biggest results. You know, in a bull market, it's easy to write a million dollar, two million, three million dollar promo. But um, when people get scared, that's when you get things like Aftershock and End of America that went on and did tens of millions. I think both of them ended up doing over a hundred million dollars each. Um, I do... Um, Let's see. So as I'm re as I'm scanning through this, I'm seeing um, oh, war tied to the economy. In the very few near future, your formerly affluent neighbors could be living hand to mouth, wondering where their next meal is coming from, their savings uh, erased. How could this happen? America has a gaping hole. Okay. Um, as I scroll through this, one of the things that you run into with a promotion like this is that... Um, it is hard to walk the line between fear and greed. Uh, and if 
if we get into this a couple pages, we're seeing things like staggering windfalls, select assets will soar. And if you look at End of America, for example, that promotion went just so deep on all of the negative impacts. And it did not really focus on making a bunch of money. It was just about you know, how to protect yourself, how to make sure you stay ahead, um, how to make sure your money doesn't shrink, but actually grows. Uh, and, and so there's this, this juxtaposition of uh, basically profiting while your, um, your friends and neighbors end up living hand to mouth. Um, and so there is a little bit of back and forth here that um, I worry actually weakens it. Um, like if you're going to go negative, you kind of have to go full on negative. Like this is going to be a catastrophe. It's going to be terrible. Um, there's there's um, all of this negative. Um, if you look at, for example, uh, Clayton's tsunami promo, one of the things that he did there um, is he pushed the catastrophe out into the future. And so that's how he was able to make the, the and for those who don't know, that's a Weiss Research promo. He pushed the catastrophe out into the future and he said, there's this last opportunity to make a bunch of money before the catastrophe comes. Um, and so there's, um, like, I don't know. As as I'm as I'm going through this, I I think that's the biggest um, the biggest challenge that I see here is if like I, I was going to test two or three versions of this, you know, maybe I'd go with this version to start with. I would do one that said, "There's a catastrophe coming, but there's this opportunity by getting ahead of it," um, or. I would just go pure negative. Um, the one thing that I will note about the difference between when Aftershock and End of America launched and now um, is that those launched in like 2010, they were being tested. Well, I know End of America was being tested as early as like 2007, um, but the final version that really took off was like 2000, late 2009, 2010. So notably after the bottom had fallen out of the market, everybody was completely like devastated. Um, but after recovery had started. So there was this period of like regret of um, missed opportunity to get out. and. Um, we're not in that place yet. So as I say, as I say all this, like having an, a, a completely negative version of this in the hopper, it might not perform best today um, versus something that embraces the, um, the, the timing of like Clayton's tsunami promo. Well, I'm kind of throwing a lot of stuff out here. Uh, what's your reaction here? I want to like 
get a feel for that as I'm saying all of this. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's you, you've given me some things to think about here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of taking it in. Okay. Um, hmm. Like, none of this is bad copy. Like, it's it's a question of, is it the right message, the right angle at the right time? Um, and And when you are doing a prediction lead, it's like, Um, like what are you, if I can ask you to reveal the secret, like what's the, what is this direct assault? Like what's, what's going on here? Um, that, that, um, is going to force me to completely change the way that I approach my investments. So the the basic attack um, is is basically um, it's like a cyber attack on our financial infrastructure. Okay. Um. So it's it's there's a there's a cyber warfare angle that's going to show up later. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. And what is the what's the what do I have to believe to be true in order for me to want to buy uh, Sean's service here um, and and get in these investments? Um, so that um, there is a, a basically a, the a new axis, um, you know, our China, Russia, Iran. Um, Kind of getting up, getting together to. Uh, they just they want they want, and are planning on taking America down basically um, as an economic power, and that's going to affect our all our investments. Okay, um, and the the method of of attack is like a like a a, a cyber attack on America's economy. Yeah. Okay. And how um so there's this new axis of evil growing. They have a plan to destroy America. There's a cyber attack. They're they're going to do that not through traditional warfare, but by cyber attacks on our economy. Um, and then what happens? How how am I able like I mean that like if I can't log into my UBS account or my uh, Vanguard account or my Fidelity account, like how am I protected, <laughs> right? Like, um, so, so like, how do you, like, um, what do I need to know about how I'm actually going to protect myself? So um, I guess it kind of depends. It's it's a, like a before before the disaster um, happens. Um, the you know getting it you know getting into precious metals, um, 
investing in certain uh, defense-related stocks um, and cyber defense companies. Same. Same. Um, now, what's going to happen before the attack that's going to completely... Um, um prevent the attack and make me rich at the same time like um i guess it's it's kind of like um we're you're encouraging the you the reader the investor to you know become a part of the the solution by supporting and investing in these like defense and cyber defense companies protecting our you know our financial infrastructure um, yeah so that they you know the the enemy can't you know if if they end up taking our our our, our system down it's it maybe would only be like a permanent thing that would that would be uh quickly corrected okay um a temporary thing yeah um I don't mind war convergence as a headline, but um, how much like it's kind of it's kind of like a, a, a it's a very logical. That's a very um, thinking brain. The choice of language. Um, I mean, we know. I, I, I wonder if if using like the axis of evil idea from the world, from world war two, um, has a, has a stronger emotional punch. So like the new axis of evil or something, um, because that's, I mean, it captures the, it captures the emotion of it. Um, I, I might in, in the deck actually say um, the new axis of evil, they're planning an attack on America. Um, those who are not prepared stand to be devastated. Uh, here's what here's what to do now. And um, with the financial promos, you either want to be like zoomed out. And I'm sorry, zoomed out enough that it almost feels like it's not a. Um, like especially in the in the hook, the headline, the lead, zoomed out enough that it feels like it's relevant to everybody the way the end of America did, um, or, and this is not this promo, but zoomed in enough that it's like here's this tiny little technology innovation that's going to make the world rich, and it's this fifty eight trillion dollar market opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. Like zoomed in on a, a very specific thing, or zoomed out to make it very broad. Um, and I lean that way. I mean, the, the challenge here is that is that this isn't necessarily like it's not really bad copy. What I would make sure that you do is really nail your um, nail your sequence of beliefs around this. Make sure that the sequence of beliefs is clear in your head. Um, consider incorporating it like I just did in the headline, the deck. 
Like I, I get this stuff. This is interesting. This is a little, uh, this is a little curiosity provoking, but then we get, it's, it's like we, we uh, show our hand a little bit for, uh, you know, we're going to sell you six steps to safeguard your wealth and secure your posterity. Um, in the story selling masterclass, I share the object 2014-28E promotion um, that was very much a fear-based promotion. And I didn't really talk about, if I'm remembering right, like I, I hinted that there was a solution, but I didn't really talk about much of what to do in terms of the solution until a few thousand words in. Um, I know that I didn't mention the product itself until about 6,200 words in. Um, so, I mean, we have to move on, uh, time constraints, but do you have, what's your plan for sharing this with other financial publishers? Uh, basically, I guess, um, uh, uh, first of all, I'm going to have to um, figure out how to, how to get the contacts. Um, I, I, um, and then, uh, um, I haven't basically, I don't, I don't have much experience experience as a freelancer in this field. Okay. So, okay. um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of reaching out with them with basically maybe, uh, let them know that I have this idea, maybe uh, attach the, the, the lead to this, you know, once I get it where I want it and then yeah. where it goes. Um, how long did you work with Weiss? It was a while, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was about, uh, two, two and a half years. Okay. That might be enough time that, uh, some of the Agora divisions would be more open to you being, uh, approaching them in a freelance capacity. Uh, I would also look at, uh, Angel Publishing. They have a pretty significant operation. And if you can find one of their, uh, imprints that this would be a good fit for, they might be willing to help you develop this, uh, into that. Um, I think you would really benefit from trying to find a very good fit in terms of messaging and then kind of back out from there, you know, um, uh, you, your time would be better spent finding the top two or three fits and then saying, uh, and, and then spending the time to really customize those messages versus trying to send this to like 30 um, publishers of different investment newsletter imprints, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I do have to move on, though. Um, I hope this was helpful. Yes. Um, and yeah. Um, so with that, Mike, we're going to switch to your copy. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ryan. Um, let's see here. I'm opening up your response. Okay, this copy is a test. I have to be careful about reading these out loud sometimes. Um, okay, uh, this copy is a test lead for a VSL promoting a two-day live monthly seminar in Southern California featuring nationally recognized dog trainers, Matt Beisner, Disney National Geographic, 
uh, Vlade Reutpel, the Russian dog wizard, and others sharing insider secrets on how to run a profitable dog training business. Our starving crowd, we hypothesize, will come from a spectrum of dog lovers, uh, folks who haven't thought about owning a dog training business before, to already successful dog training business owners looking to take their business to the next level. Okay. I will say, I will say, um, this is a very uh, short lead, so it's it's hard to give. Um, it's 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 hard to respond much to this because if I'm right, this was all the copy that was submitted, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and where are you at in terms of like, is this a current client, and you're just testing? It is. It yeah, it's a current okay. client. We got deadlines, and the rest of the copy is in progress. Did you did you already write the VSL? Uh, no, or... no. Okay. Um, yeah, just just in the stages of roughing everything out, and I, I was just kind of looking for a sense of, you know, is this enough to hook somebody in, type of thing. Yeah. Um. It feels. Do you have any success stories of uh, individual? clients, individual people who have, who've done this? Um, yeah. So the promoter of the event has an interesting story. Okay. And, the, but other than that, um, we'd probably have to dig for sort of secondhand stories. Um, okay. I'm still working on that, but but there is at least a, a somewhat interesting story from the uh, the promoter of the event, who's my client. Is is that Matt or is that? So it's a guy named Larry Levin. Okay. So Larry's story, I'll just give this to you real briefly. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's a long story there, and I don't even know all of it. But um, Larry actually used to be a pretty well-known commodities trader. He was on CNBC and and all Fox and all these stations, apparently. Um, and he had a very large information business. He had like a sales floor with 75 people on it, or maybe more. At any rate, um, he got sick and tired of the compliance and said, I'm out of here, basically, <laughs> as, as I understand it, understandably. And um, long story short, he goes through a divorce. He moves from Chicago to Southern California. Uh, his wife takes his dog, which they had actually gone through this whole process of having a problem with this dog and then experiencing like this miraculous transformation. Um, and so he got to see that firsthand. And then after, after that, and, and just wanting to have a, uh, have that companionship again, after his main dog, you know, was taken away from him, he started going out and training dogs at um, animal shelters and from that, he's now developed his own dog training business. And apparently, he's doing really well with it. He's really enjoying it. It's one of these yeah. sort of lifestyle type businesses. Um, one, and one other quick thing I'll mention okay. is that... Hold on. Uh, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, about how much does he make? Uh, um, that, yeah, it's a great question. So, it's gonna, so I still need to find that out. It was actually one of the top of my list things to, to get with him on today. But yeah, it's a good, uh, great question. Okay. So I'm I'm like, well, let me just do it in here. 
I quit my job as a actually quit my stressful job as a dressed out wife. As a commodities trader um, to play with dogs. <laughs> Love it. Full yeah. time. And now I make um, over 190,000 dollars yeah. per year, obviously. Here's how I did it. Yeah. Um, Love it. I, human interest definitely is going to play big here. And like quitting your job to play with dogs. Um, I, I mean, the angle here is not that different from every other business opportunity angle, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's retire this year and still make as much. Retire this year to play with dogs and and still make as much money as most doctors, right? Like just riffing on the AWAI copywriting yeah. headline. It's, uh, I mean, that's, that's the idea. Um, it's, it's that, I, and, and notice I, I do have to say now I make, um, the, the whole like celebrity dog trainers, thing is interesting uh the disney national geographic the the russian dog wizard um but but suddenly if we're telling his story assuming mm -hmm. i hope he's i hope he's okay telling the story god he's yeah um it's yeah. it's it's um the the intro is a little bit different it's far less promise it's much more narrative base it's you know um it's and uh something like if i'd have realized you could make um well into the six figures per year playing with dogs I may have never uh, become a stressed out commodities trader and taken a good 15 years off my life Yeah, in the first place. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't come out quite right. Love it. Um, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the direction. But it's but it's like, hey, you know, I, I probably would have never taken that. Like, I would have never chased the cash. I would have never chased the um, and, and I would have just played with dogs full time from the beginning. And there's truth in that. I, that's, you know, you're actually describing, I think, <laughs> the the heart of the matter in many ways of exactly what Larry went through. I'm, I'm sure like I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and so instead of promises, it's like this, this narrative that carries the promises. Yeah. Um, 
and no, that's, carries- I love doing narrative more than claim. It's just so much less to defend, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just wrote something and it's not live or anything, so I can't share it yet. But, uh, you know, when I finally found this, like this element of the story, it was like the guy, the guy was living in Florida and he was a kind of broke college kid, you know, stereotypical broke college kid. Um, Also black for all the disadvantages that that brought him as well. And he figured out that he could search and find um, like one particular number. Um, trying not to give it away, although it's fine if I give it away here. Basically, the number of cash transactions in an in cash real estate transactions in a zip code would tell you where cash buyers are putting a lot of money. And so you could look in, and there could be a roughly equal number of uh, real estate transactions from one zip code to the next, but one of them may have 150 cash transactions, one may have two, <laughs> you know, and and so if you're trying to do the kind of deals that cash buyers are interested in, um, where you like find a good seller and then make a wholesale arrangement um, with the with the buyer that oh you can you can go do this and and he had this story of like two and a half hours up the florida coast he found this zip code that was like this awesome zip code and so he would drop his kids off at school hightail it up the coast two and a half hour drive in his family's one car and go try and make deals all day and then just in time to get back for the end of the school day he'd drive two and a half hours back down the coast and go pick his kids up from school at the last possible minute. And um, it was like within 60 days, he was, or maybe it was six months or something. He was uh, one of the biggest deal makers in that entire zip code. Like he had more transactions than anybody else in that zip code. Um, and it was the start of his business. And it was all just this personal narrative. And suddenly it was fun and interesting to tell and all of that. Sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. yeah. So my, my question at this point, it, I love this. I'm definitely going to go for it. it. By the way, it was one of three that I was thinking, but I, I like the way you've really amplified this. But one question I would have here is, I think we're going to be hitting uh, Facebook ads with video and same probably with Google, even though that would be like a, a Google ad taken to a landing page. So with video, I'm just wondering how we, you know, it's like you really only have five, 10 seconds to capture somebody's interest and I'll play with it, but I'm just kind of curious if you have any ideas about how to like, so how to you, hook somebody into listening, listen to my story, like within five seconds type thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean maybe, maybe the headline does it. I, I don't know, but well, yeah. I would, I would, I would kind of think like, uh, I would think like a TikTok reel of mm. like right him with his dogs running around him and like i make uh, i can't believe it i now make $190,000 per year just playing with dogs like and right. the dogs are running around him right like there's this visual that's immediately going to get any dog lovers interest yeah. um or i can't believe it i make a like for compliance reasons 
Um, although telling his own story is a little bit different than making any kind of promise. Sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. uh, having, having this, this, the visual of the dogs is going to be like an instant emotional appeal for the, uh, for the, the target market here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. Love it. Okay. Cool. Yes. We good? Okay. Yep. Um, Thanks. In the, in the interest of, of speed, we're going to move on to Isaac. Thanks, Mike. And thank you, Will. Oh, shoot. I invited Mike again. Isaac. Hello. Hey, Isaac. Uh, let's see. Hopping into your form submission here. Just started writing this today, so it's rough. Uh, anything I'm missing structure-wise, thinking about running on native, as I doubt Facebook will like the before and afters. Okay. Um, man, skin tags are huge on um, on native right now. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure. Um I'm not quite sure what your offer is here or anything like that. I'm really like, I scrolled through it to make sure that I had um, access to it. Um, there's a there's a link at the bottom if you want to click on that, just to see what the, the page is. Um, it's in the comments there. The one above the, that. This one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's tag. Um, so you're running this in a, as an advertorial. Okay. Um, when you think about advertorials, um, like one of the, one of the major, major things that you want to do here is um, you want to differentiate yourself a little bit from the company. Um, and you do have to be a little bit careful about that because you don't want it to be just fully deceptive or whatever. Um, uh, but but it, like when you think of when you think of like all the review sites and um, and test sites, um, it's, it's like, we put this to the test. We reviewed it, all of that. And advertorials that come across that way tend to work really well, especially uh -huh. if they are positioned either like a blog. And I think in the, uh, like in, in this industry, uh, having it feel a bit like a blog can work really well. Um, or as a, um, as a, uh, like a, a newsy type article. And I think, you know, you, you've done it, you've done it as a newsy type article, but you're also kind of writing it as copy. So, yeah. um, like this one is written less like copy and more this particular headline, but not the subhead is written more like a, uh, review and, less like a 
like a sales letter. Um, this is like, uh, do I have edit permission here? Uh, yeah. I, think, I think that I do. Um, so, that's not perfect, right? But the yeah. what we're what we're trying to get across is like, um, you know, does this does this live up to the hype? Um, uh, in the why ads worked, I did a breakdown of the Gary Halbert uh, Tova perfume promo, which is just hilarious. Um, but but it's worth looking at because it's written in a very in addition to being a fun piece of Gary Halbert copy, it is written in a very advertorial style where um, it's like it's like a journalist sharing the story of this new Tova perfume. And he does like an interview in the middle of it with Tova and says, like, you know, you've uh, you won't tell people if this contains an illegal sexual stimulant. Oh, yeah. You know, can can I get you to spill the beans? All of that. Is that um, the one where it like sold out? Like, yeah, they, Paul or something. They they packed the Century Plaza Hotel. Yeah. Um. In in L.A. Uh. To the point that like the fire marshal was there and wouldn't let them uh let any additional people in. So there were people around the block and all of that. Um. And lots of great stories around it. But the actual style, like if you think of Gary sitting there, like writing this as a journalist, as a, you know, in his head, a journalist, um, but also making up the the whole conversation with Tova and all of that, it's it's just a fun piece of copy. Um, so so like the important lesson that you want to take away from that for advertorials is that you have to be an independent voice. Your job in the advertorial is not to sell it. All right. One other, uh, one other thing that I've seen done really well with uh, someone who I did a bunch of copy reviews for her advertorials was, um, so she positioned it as like, um, last we checked with the company, they were offering, they were making this offer, right? Like, right. um, so, so last we checked with the company, uh, they were offering a free sample bottle. Click here to see if they're still offering the free sample bottle, right? Here was their guarantee. Click here to see, um, if, if that guarantee is like, uh, that, okay, that's yeah. feeling a little bit over the top as far, as far as that. But, um, it, but it's like, if the main offer is, is, uh, so this is a, uh, free plus shipping sample bottle. Is that right? Um, yeah. okay. Um, so it, it's things like this. It's, um, last we checked with them on March 2nd, 2023, they still had some in stock, uh, and said they were ready to ship within 24 hours of purchase, but I know that can change soon. See if they still have uh, free sample bottles available here. Um, and so it's this this perspective of the outsider, right? Who who is going in and 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 basically sharing this news, kind of questioning it, right? Um, kind of 
being a little bit critical, but at the same time, um, at, at the same time saying, well, this is the offer and it seems like a really good offer and you can try it for yourself, uh, but you have to see if it's even still available by clicking here. Um, right. Yeah. And like the before and after photos, they, I mean, again, like as if I, if I'm scanning through this and I'm saying, how do we do the same thing? Um, uh, it's, it's, um, we like, um, we saw these incredible before and after photos and, um, you know, what do I want to say? Uh, like you might expect, or, or like, uh, like you might expect, we had a healthy dose of skepticism. Could this be true? Right. Um, that this company is claiming this new revolutionary formula. Uh, it's even been voted the number one skincare product in America. They say with just a few drops of colorless liquid, uh, any unsightly blemish, uh, can, can be transformed into a flaky scab on the floor. Um, so uh, we decided to to uh, put on our, our investigative journalist hat and see, um, you know, does this really live up to the hype? That's really terrible, like final copy, right? But I'm trying to get across the voice and the perspective. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then, um, you know, we we investigated the story of Annabelle Tice or Tace. Um, and then here's what she said. You, you could probably almost not edit this, you know, um, Jim Watkins shared his story too. Uh, and it was this, um, Lisa Simmons shared her story again, like so much of this is the frame you put around it. Does the frame sound like you are a copywriter trying to sell them this or, um, and, and even this, like we've seen since releasing this to the market um, versus these are three of the 13,589 skin cell success stories that have been shared about this formula. Um, yeah. You know, so, so in, in, instead of, instead of you sounding like you're a member of the company, you, you flip it around and you, and you, you come across as more like. Honestly, just write it like you are. Um, this is maybe extreme, um, but you could do it this way and then like edit it back from this. Um, mm, mm, okay. <laughs> just connecting a bunch of dots right now. Um, at one point, Paris Lampropolis put out a promo in his name. I think it was Paris for boardroom reports. And no, 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 no. I know what it was. It was Richard Armstrong um, hosting the infomercial. And Richard put on the, uh, because he was hosting the infomercial for Boardroom uh, for this, I think it was a, 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 a medical book. Uh, he positioned himself as like a, a, a medical researcher, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and you could almost write this in your name, like you know, I'm I'm I. I don't want to do like an, a a bland intro like this, but um, you know, Isaac Jessen, medical researcher, right? Because you research things on 
medicine and uh, medical related um, products, right? Yeah. Um, and medical researchers. So um, I I saw this skin cell advanced formula out there and I saw all these incredible stories and amazing claims. And I just wanted to put it to the test and see, or I just wanted to, you know, do my own research and see if it's true. And, um, you know, here's some of the claims. I thought they're rather incredible. And if they are true, this could be a revolutionary product, completely life-changing for the people who need it. Um, and, and so I thought that I would review this, review this product and let you know what I found. And then here, here's the review, review, review. Here's what I found. Uh, it turns out it's rather incredible. And as of right now, they're still offering this free bottle and you can see for yourself, you know, if you have the same experience as these other people. And so you can use these things like, okay, how does it work? Okay. How is it getting, how is it getting these results? Um, you know, how does it compare to the other products that are, that are out there on the market? Uh, is it safe? Right. All of this stuff. Like, I think that that's fine. It's all about the framing. It's all about, you know, are you an internal person versus an external person and advertorials that are from an external person, whether it's a blogger or a medical researcher or whatever are, um, yeah, tend to be. Uh, trusted more and resonate more. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just rather like a sales page, basically. Don't know. That makes more sense, though. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it. Well, okay. So the whole point, the whole point, advertorial sells like an ad, reads like an editorial, right? <laughs> sells like an ad, looks like an editorial. Um, and you wrote something that sells like an ad and looks like an ad and you're just calling it an advertorial. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, you know, it's an important difference. Um, and so for it to be an advertorial, it really has to come across like an advertorial, like, like an editorial, um, even if it's structured and presented and has some of the, the energy and vibrancy that an ad has that most editorial doesn't. That makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Any other questions? As we're getting no, that's good. Thanks, okay. Bro. Okay. Uh, let's see. Now I'm going to switch over to the last piece of copy here, and she was not going to be on here, so I'm going to have to do this one solo. Uh, let's see. Ashley said this is an update to an existing site. A few notes about keeping this or that section. The last page is just notes to self, not part of the website. Um. Okay. So I'm going to open this. Um, effective, engaging copy for entrepreneurs doing big things. They teach up and coming writers how to do what I do uh, or how to do what I do. Uh, some some splitting of the, the two. Um, splitting of the, the two. I mean, it's it's like a bucket survey, right? Um, let's see. Uh, all right, personality-driven, true-to-voice copy for clear voice founders. Sharing a skill set with the DIY market. Whew. Um, so, 
I will admit, like I'm going through a very similar process myself right now as I am looking to provide more fractional CMO services, kind of a level up from any kind of copywriting and trying to really nail down the the market and how you talk about the market is is difficult. I absolutely admit it. Um, so uh, like, for example, when I first kind of landed on the market that I was going after, because I've been working in online publishing since 2005, I thought copy-driven online publishers, cool, yes. Um, except really online publishing is so wide open and it's... Um, it's hard for anybody to feel like, yeah, that's me. And it's probably not language that people are using to describe themselves. And I think, um, I think part of what I see here is again, this is like not necessarily the language that people use to describe themselves. So um, if I, if if I am describing myself in this market, I'm as pro I might describe myself as like a an expert business or a course creator or a um, a, a coach. Like coaches and course creators is a description of this market um, that is much more in alignment with the language that people are used to speaking around this. And I know like. Like, I know you're trying to be as accurate as possible here, and it's, it is difficult. Um, but speaking to me kind of about my, um, about my business, I want it to feel like you are talking about me. Um, so I'll share, you know, just, uh, oh, that's not where I'm going. Okay, this is this is where I'm I'm going. Um and I, I know like I'm supposed to be reviewing your copy, Ashley, and I'll get back to it. <laughs> uh, but this let's grow your expert business, fractional CMO for high ticket expert businesses. I help high ticket coaching course, mastermind, and event businesses generate more leads, customer sales, and profits with new and optimized, predictable, repeatable, and scalable marketing systems and strategies. So recognizing, oh, I'm a coaching business. I run a coaching business. I run a course business. I run a mastermind business. I run an event business. Um, it's it's like those are very familiar. Like, oh yes, that's me. I fit in one of the buckets here. Versus, I don't think that a lot of people think of themselves as like a clear voiced founder. I may be wrong. Um, but you're a lot less likely to get a bunch of head nodding there. There is um, there is something here that is very me centered and less you centered. Um, so you know we're always walking that line inside a uh, inside a uh, individually run service business uh, for like me versus you. Uh, and so let's grow your expert business, uh, generate. More leads, customer sales, and profits. I'm I'm just posing that to the um, I write personal personality driven, true to voice copy. This is like um, you're starting completely with you, as opposed to 
um ah jeez uh i i have edit yeah i have edit this is her document um she's not on so i'm just going to do suggesting uh so if, if i was going to if I was going to dive into this, and I know that we're getting towards the end of the hour, I'm going to probably end up running a little bit over um, for anybody else that has schedules. I do truly appreciate everybody who has contributed and participated in the copy review. Um, so I write personality-driven, true-to-voice copy. It's um, um, there's something like... Um, Um. Okay, just trying to get this out of my head. Um, you have a strong, powerful voice and an incredible story. I help you amplify it to grow your expert business. So that's like, this very much like speaking to the same thing, uh, but it's not starting with yourself, right? It's starting with them. You have a strong, powerful voice and an incredible story. I help you amplify it to grow your expert business. Sorry, dropped a headphone. Um, and then there might be some curiosity about what you do. So things like most copywriters will make more work for you, not less. Okay, that's not really a direct connection from, um, from either of these headlines into the next thing, right? This is more like if you're frustrated because the last copywriter you hired um, turned out to be uh, twice as much work as doing it yourself, give me a call. Most copywriters will make more work for you, not less. The second, the job of the headline is to get someone to read the first line of copy. The job of the first line is to get them to read the second line. The job of the second line is to get them to read the third line. And it should be a continuous message, largely from top to bottom. And so I want this first segment of copy to, um, to really be a continuation of whatever is said in the headline, whether it's your thing or my thing. Right. Um, this is more of a positioning thing that I might put later. Um, you know, have you have you ever struggled? Have you ever struggled in working with copywriters? And um, uh, here's why I'm different. Right. Uh, so that might be something that's buried deeper down on the page. Most copywriters will make more work for you, not less. Um, so if we start with this, you have a strong, powerful voice and an incredible story. I help you amplify to grow your expert business. Hi, I'm Ashley. I write engaging copy that reflects your voice in a way that resonates with your ideal market. My work best serves businesses that have a well-defined brand voice and are speaking directly to consumers. Unlike most copywriters, you'll find I bring something different to the table, right? With deep sensitivity of voice, which means your copy will feel and sound authentic. I... Um, Authentic is like, um, um, it's a, it's a nominalization, um, and it's not specific. 
Uh, so, okay, we can call something authentic. What does that mean? Um, so the way that I actually, like one of my favorite things that I um, use, I have I have two stories like this um, that convey the same idea. One of the stories is with my very first freelance copywriting project. I, um, I, I wrote the promotion and I got a call immediately afterwards from the client saying, um, wow, this sounds just like me, only better. Right. And it was because I like listened to his story. I pulled his story out of him. I told his story and I told it from like with the skill of a decent copywriter. The other story that I like even better is actually captured in the video of Brian Kurtz speaking on stage at Titans of Direct Response, where he talks about, oh, the promo, wrote the promo, all of that, um, went through this process and um, released the promo. And I got a call from Paris Lampropolis, who's been a friend for a long time, knows me very well. I've been his client, all of that. And Paris said to Brian, uh, uh, you know, Brian, I, I, I want to talk to you about the sales letter. And Brian says, oh no, like it's Paris. Okay. This means trouble. And, um, and Brian said, what's wrong. And, and Paris said, no, nothing's wrong. I just didn't know. Uh, I, I just didn't realize that you'd learn to write copy. And so Brian's good friend, Paris Lampropolis couldn't tell that it wasn't Brian that wrote it. And that feels very different than saying something is authentic, right? Um, uh, so, so it's it, like the reaction here, and the clients love this. Clients love this. Uh, if they are an expert, if they are the face of their business, they want it to feel like, like they wrote it, right? Uh, they want it to feel like um, they want a friend to mistake it for their actual writing. Um, my track record includes copy for six and seven figure funnels and six figure launches. Um, I'm actually easy to work with and I'm here to reduce your stress. Let's talk about your next project, what I bring to the table. Okay. Um, I think we're getting into the notes that she mentioned here. Um, let's see. Good copy is more than just pretty words. You need mission-driven copy that resonates on a deep soul level with your best people. That's what I can do for you. Um, cool. Um, I like this. Um, might even emphasize like looking for longer-term relationships with clients. Um, See, this is this is like this is what I'm talking about. Like the authentic versus like friends and family may even think that you wrote it. Um, as a formerly trained journalist, long history of ghostwriting.
Um, I'm actually curious here if I click the let's go button. Um, I want to be able to book a call here. Uh, you might actually want to um, you might actually want to put a lot of this behind a um, like as a second step and not have it all on the form. I'll say that. Um, you know, it's, it might be appropriate. You might get plenty of, of, um, conversations. Ooh, you have a weird email address here in your mail to in your footer. Um, the S is, it says supported ashleygainer.com, but it says mail to Julia, Julius Stonian. Um, not quite sure what's going on there. Um, is that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's weird, like if I'm trying to work with you, I can end up on a contact page or I can end up in your um, application process. And I would say that um, you want to be a little bit more intentional about that. Like, do you want to funnel everybody to your application process? And if you do that, do you want to um, what do I want to say? Do you want to minimize the number of questions? And then in the initial conversation, you ask some of those additional questions, right? Um, so what's like the minimum number of questions and minimum amount of information that you need to know if you want to talk to somebody? So like, I have this book, your intro call. Um, and this is going to take a second. Okay. So somebody wants to book this call for 2 p.m. Full name and email address, um, but then the rest of these are not required. What's the best website to learn about your business? What's your approximate annual revenue? What's your approximate monthly ad spend? Is there a project manager that supports the marketing department? Who, how did you hear about me? If by referral, who should I thank? Um, so that's kind of a minimum amount. And I would ask many of the same questions here um, on the introductory call. But the point is that, yeah, like, and even on this, like if I go back, uh, questions. There are also a few optional but extremely helpful questions. I'd recommend you take the time to answer if you're serious about this. Um, so I make most of the questions optional. Yeah. Um, okay, so I see you have McKinsey re remove the contact form and embed the inquiry form. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the biggest difference here is to... Um, is to really um, speak to the you, not the me in the headline, uh, and uh, and and make it so they have to discover kind of how you do it by continuing to read on, right? Um, making sure that they kind of nod their head, say kind of a lot, making sure that they nod their head when you talk about the business uh, versus clear voice founders scaring a sharing a skill set with the DIY market. Like that's, it takes a lot of thinking, like, is that me? Um, 
I would hide this much deeper. Yeah. Um, overall, like I think that it's 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 doing uh, some good things there. A lot of uh, business owners actually care as much about having their copy feel like them as it as it is. Um, getting results obviously it does need to get results. Um, the one overarching additional bit of feedback that I would add here is um, ultimately not a lot of people wake up and say we need copywriters. And even if they do, that's because they're like a direct response company who um, who knows that a good direct response copywriter is capable of just generating revenue on demand. And instead, most companies think uh, we need more clients, we need more customers, we need more, you know, well, I, I often say leads, customers, sales, and profits, right? And and you do capture some of that here. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you want to lead with that, but, and, and maybe not in the same way that I do. Um, you know, more leads, customers, sales, and profits, right? Uh, but it does need to be clear that you're not selling them copywriting. Copywriting is the deliverable, but you are selling them like grow your expert business, right? This is selling them copy. This is selling them words on the page, which I can go buy words on the page for half a cent a piece, right? I can go buy words on the page for $5 an hour. Um, but I can't buy growing my business for that much. I can't buy six and seven figure funnels and six figure launches for that much, right? So if you're selling copy, you're competing against, you know, half a cent per word. If you're selling grow your expert business, you're not competing with that anymore. Uh, and so I would be careful about that. With that, I'm going to uh, stop sharing. And I'm going to say thank you because we've already run over time here. I'm going to say thank you to everyone who shared their copy uh, and participated in the review. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Isaac, Mike, and Will. Thanks to all of you. I hope you got a ton of value out of this. And to everyone who's viewed the recording, I hope you did as well. Uh, with that, I'm Roy Fur. This is the March 2023 Hot Seat Copy Review Call for BTMS Insiders members. And I will catch you again next time. Uh, thanks again.